Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly, and in this episode, we're going to talk about bonds. Should bonds still play a role in your retirement portfolio today? That is something that I have no idea what the answer is. So my guest this week is John Conley, investment advisor, representative, and partner here at Rubino and Wealth Partners. It's a mouthful. It is. Like, every time I get through it, I like have to take a deep breath. Maybe we should add another title on there too, right? We should. We should. We, master Pizza Maker. We were talking off, off the microphone about how we both of our hobbies now uh, over the past year with everything going on have been uh, making pizza. Yeah, I love making pizza at home. And, you know, you find yourself looking at different recipes and doughs and... You know, I'm going to make that splurge. I'm going to buy one of those pizza ovens soon. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it helps. <laughs> I have uh, I went crazy, too. I bought, like, uh, we're both South Shore guys. So if you're familiar with South Shore-style pizza, it's that little 10-inch personal pan pizza and a different kind of crust. And uh, you cook it at, like, a really high temperature for a short period of time. So it gets yeah. that, like, cracker kind of crust. And we're kind of going a little bit into this. But it's amazing how you can find a bridge and really grow a community uh, just from like a, a passion that you might sure, have, and yeah. for us, that that happens to be cooking or something like that. And you're saying that um, a lot of your social time is 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 doing stuff for you, with your kids, right? Yeah. So my my passion or my hobby really is is, is showing up at my kids' sports, watching yeah. their games, and taking them to their their events. And we're kind of coming near the end of it. There's only a couple more years left before they're done, and they're playing high school sports, and they'll be driving themselves. So you kind of get nervous of like, what's my time going to look like once they, once they're done, and you can't get that time back in the car with the kids. So, uh, you, that is our hobby. That's our passion. You can open your own pizza joint at that point. Then You'll have that much extra time. I think we'll start making pizza. They'll they want to hang around the house even more. We can call it like extra dough or something because of the dough that you you're. You're investing with money in helping people with oh, retirement plans in the dough of pizza. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm in the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about communities, and, and the reason why I was starting with that is because with the after-the-paycheck community that seems to be growing, which is great, we're getting more questions. And some of these questions are starting to get a little bit more too technical for me to even really comprehend on how to create a subject around it. So sure. uh, one of the questions people were asking were like, oh, with interest rates so low, do bonds even – have a role in your retirement plan today. And I started to do some research on bonds and I got in way over my head way too fast. So I figured in this episode, let's kind of discuss what a bond is, um, you know, maybe what the different types of them are and sure. the role that they played historically in, in retirement planning and maybe how they might affect retirement planning today. Yeah, like, you know, when you talk about bonds, bonds is the non-sexy part of investing. It's it's not Bitcoin, it's not stocks, it's not the yeah. cannabis stocks that everyone's talking about now. It really is the the CD of uh, banking, <laughs> right? So what a bond really is, is, is an IOU from the investor to the institution okay. that they're purchasing the bond from. So it might be a corporate bond, it could be a municipal bond, you could buy treasuries. So you're okay. making a loan, more or less, to a corp corporation. So we'll use a corporate bond as an example. Each corporation isn't the same, right? Some have healthy um, balance sheets. Some have a little bit less healthy balance sheets. <laughs> That's a good way so, to put that, less healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is those bonds are ranked. So an investment-grade bond is, is will pay a little bit less of an interest rate versus a high-yield bond for a corporation that doesn't have as healthy because they're a little bit more of a credit risk okay. versus the other institution. So 
when we look at bonds, it is an IOU that you're going to get back from that, that corporation at the maturity date of that bond. How do I know if I have like a 401k and it's like just a, tar- a target date fund? How do I know what type of bonds are mixed into my portfolio? Or would I know? Or you can look into the okay, okay. each position, take a look at the bond holding that you have. Most likely it's a bond mutual fund or a bond ETF okay. that kind of pools a bunch of bonds together, so to say. And then you can look look at the Morningstar report and, and read about that particular bond, how it's invested, what's the strategy or the philosophy behind that bond. Okay. You know, the big concern that most people have, and you kind of alluded to it, is that interest rates are low right now. Right. And they're going to continue to be low for the near future. And the reason they're low is that when the market has volatility or distress, what we're seeing with the pandemic the, the Federal Reserve is really trying to stimulate the economy. Right. And by stimulating the economy, they lower interest rates. Okay. And when they lower interest rates, people can borrow at a cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. People can refinance their home. So what that does is that stimulates the economy. Now people have extra money. They hope to infuse that back into the marketplace, maybe reinvest it, start buying stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and that should make the market grow and start to recover. The Federal Reserve has made it clear that they tend to keep interest rates low for the near future. What's bad about it is someone who's looking for a fixed rate of return or someone who's looking for fixed income inside their portfolio, it's harder to find a good return or a good yield when interest rates are so low, and that's that bond portion. So so now we know, again, you're talking about how like bond portions and why they're so low today. But what was what would be the purpose of then having that in my portfolio if you're saying that the yield right now with interest rates being so low is so low? Yeah, historically, people would have, uh, I'll use a, a moderate type investor. So a moderate investor should have 60% in equities and 40% or so in, in bonds. Right. And the purpose of the bonds in a portfolio is that when you see the volatility of the market or the market's going down, Bonds tend to play as the anchor or the the foundation that they won't fluctuate as much. So it offsets maybe some of the losses that the market has. So it provides a balance, so to say. Gotcha. Um, So historically, bonds have always been like the safe haven or the fixed income instrument inside a portfolio. Yeah. You actually shared it. I'm going to put this up on the the screen uh, if you're not at After the Paycheck dot com uh, you're listening to the podcast head over to the website and you can get this little sheet that you that we're going to discuss is kind of that that range of returns and how you have like if somebody was 100 percent in stocks you know they might have a 30 percent swing up but you could also have a 36 percent swing down so. yeah so in that illustration there that's showing that you know the best one year return in the s&p 500 was a 37 percent return yep and the worst one year was like 36 percent in loss and right. that was a hundred percent in equity so to so to in say equities. okay yep and as you take maybe 20 percent from the equities reduce the equities by 20% and increase bonds, bonds by 20%, you start to see the range of returns and so forth and the average return. So the the, the bonds will play the balancing act mm-hmm. for the portfolio. I like this. This is a great chart to, to look at because like you're saying, like it seems like, oh, like uh, I'm assuming this middle one is like the average. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your average, it, even if as you introduce more bonds, it doesn't go down that much. Correct. Um, and, and like you're saying, uh, with with bonds, and if the concern is, is yield and everything like that, as long as it's 
the right balance, it seems to work out. I don't want to say in your favor because it's everything is uh, unique to everyone. You got to have a, a, a properly balanced portfolio. Right. You got to have the right type of bonds that you're looking at. And you also want to make sure that you stay within your risk tolerance. What we're seeing now is that where interest rates are so low, individuals are not finding that yield that they need right. for the income. So what happens is people start to maybe take on a little bit more risk than they, they should. So instead of being a moderate investor where 60% equities, 40% bonds, they are now reaching for returns so now they may become an 80% equities, 20% bonds, but they're exposing their risk even more. That was actually going to be my next question is because it seems to be what I'm hearing across other, you know, uh, media channels is that like, yeah, maybe your only option is to take on more risk is because if you're looking for a higher yield in bonds and we're not getting that in today's bond rates, uh, what, you know, your only option, which we we're going to discuss that it's not actually your only option, but your only option seems to be to be to take on more risk in in equities, right? Yeah. So when you're you're looking at individuals where rates are so low, they're looking for alternatives to increase their return, so to say. Right. But the whole idea of the bond was to provide that income or that safety element right. to your portfolio. So you're kind of being counterproductive by becoming more aggressive yeah. to get the return. <laughs> right. So now all of a sudden you're not in, even in the right risk tolerance anymore. Right. You've you've shifted gears in a in a market where it's more volatile now than it has been. Right. Um, so you could get hurt more. And this is important. Like again, if I'm someone my age right now in my mid thirties, taking on a little bit more risk for that is one thing. But if you are nearing retirement and that those swings do come the other way, that could actually do kind of heavy damage, right? Yeah, I mean, the whole idea when you're younger, you want more money in equities, right. okay? Because when you're younger, you have more time in the market. You can withstand those ebbs and flows, the the peaks and the troughs yep. in the market. You have time to allow your portfolio to recover. The philosophy was as you got closer to retirement or retirement age, you had less in equities and more in bonds. Okay. That's a difficult situation now because interest rates are so low, all of a sudden that bond portion might not be providing the amount of income that you need mm -hmm. inside your portfolio. So you got to make sure that you're working with a financial advisor and you're working with someone and you have a properly structured portfolio that meets what your situation is and what you're trying to achieve. Which goes back to, again, the role that bonds play is traditionally you could either hold on to a bond until it matures, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could try and sell it at a certain point, right? Yeah. So like if you had a, a bond today that you bought a few years ago, I'll just use an example of, of 3%. If you, right. uh, we'll, we'll use 4%. If you had a 4% bond that you're holding today, that's like worth its weight in gold. Yeah. <laughs> So all of a sudden, in a few years, you need money from that bond. Now you're starting to liquidate that bond. Th there's a line out the door to buy that bond. So that makes your bond much more valuable. Okay. But on the flip side, when interest rates go up, let's say you only have a 2% bond today. Well, if you have a 2% bond today and interest rates are 4 or 5% down the road, your bond. no one wants your 2% right. <laughs> bond. So when interest rates go up, the value of the bonds go down. Okay. Okay. Right. So if I'm gonna, if I want to get rid of my two percent bond, I might have to sell it at one percent. So discount, that way, it's more yeah. appealing for you as the buyer to exactly. get other percent. Exactly. And, okay. and when when we look at this, you want to make sure that the bonds that you're purchasing 
inflation plays a role. So if you have a 2% bond and inflation down the road, you're actually losing purchasing power because it's not even keeping up with inflation. With the cost of, yeah, wow. So there's, okay. So what are some, again, we're looking at as you get older, you want that safety that bonds provides, but we're realizing today that bonds are not as high yielding as they used to be. What are what are some alternatives I can use that would be that would replace a bond in my portfolio, or should I be looking for alternatives, or is it kind of like a, hey, they are still the anchor, so foundations, so bonds are still a good option, yeah. or should I be looking at other avenues? Yeah, the, the, nothing's ever so bad that you just rule out one asset class, right? <laughs> um, so you you want to make sure that you're looking at the proper bonds. Um, I wouldn't be looking at anything long term at this point in time, and everything in intermediate term bonds. Yeah. You want to maybe look at other alternatives um, to a bond. One alternative might be uh, a fixed indexed annuity um, as an alternative. So why would someone want a fixed indexed annuity? Well, a fixed indexed annuity is really for someone that might be appropriate for someone who says, hey, you know, I want safety of my principal. That's paramount. I don't want to lose principal. Mm -hmm. So if you have a fixed indexed annuity, your principal is protected. But I want market-like returns without that risk. So some fixed, ex- fixed indexed annuities provide some type of return based on an index. We'll use an S&P 500 as this example. Okay. They might say, if the market goes up 10%, your participation rate inside that annuity might be 8% or 80%. Okay. So if the market went up 10 or the index went up 10, your return would actually be 8 you don't get all the gain. You only get a participation rate of the gain. Okay. Sometimes they say there's a spread of 1%. S&P goes up 10. They take the first one. You net 9. Okay. If the market only went up one, well, they take that first one. You earn zero. But you don't lose, you don't lose anything. anything. Okay. okay. But if, on the flip side, if the market actually went down, there's no participation rate. There is no fee. And, or spread, so all of a sudden your return is zero. Okay. That's the trade-off for only getting a participation rate. Okay. So that allows someone to have the principal protection that they're looking for, market-like type returns if the market does well and there's um, growth and there's the recovery that we're all expecting once mm-hmm. the vaccines and the stimulus packages and the, the country starts to open up again. That is an alternative to the a bond to a portion. Bond. Are there other things that could, like you hear people introducing newer types of like ETFs or other types of asset classes, like you're saying, are there other asset classes that do something similar to that? Yeah, like you can look at ETF, bond ETFs, where they pool a bunch of bonds together, might track an index, so to say. Okay. So that kind of pools and and spreads the, the risk out, so to say. Okay. And it's more actively, it's more reflective of what's happening in the market you can buy and sell inside there so it's it's a little bit different than actually holding the bond itself so that's a good alternative and then there's also structured notes i would consider a structured note as a a a bond alternative as well okay what what's well okay so what's a structured note again so a structured note is issued by big banks uh, jp morgan chase bank of america so they come out it's similar to like a bond type offering, but it is a, a structure note where you can look for something that gives you principal protection. They have principal protection notes. Okay. They have income notes. They have growth notes. Okay. They provide some form of protection 
either all of your principles protected or a portion of your principles protected. They can provide a, a set return that you get on an annual basis that is predetermined. Okay. And then there's time lengths. The one thing about structure note that's a little bit different than an annuity, an annuity is that you're kind of limited to the access to the money. So if you had okay. an annuity of 200000 you can only get out about $20,000 a year for, if you needed access to it. Okay. Where a uh, structured note doesn't have that much of a, um, what I would call a um, like liquidity, a liquidity issue okay, versus yeah. the annuity. Okay. So structured notes is, is something that someone would want to consider as well okay. for a bond alternative. Am I limited? Let's say I'm 55 or 59 years old. Am I limited in what my options are? Like, again, I'm looking at my 401k. I've got you know, $750,000. And I'm like, okay, I am right now 60, 40 bonds. And I know my bonds aren't yielding anything right now. Yeah. Can I DIY myself and say, I want to get rid of these bonds and do, you know, and buy a different asset class? In, in, inside the uh, 401k, you probably won't be able to find a structured note inside your 401k. Okay. Uh, they're offered through um, financial advisors okay. as a fiduciary role. And then from there, we can actually kind of find the perfect note that fits you in your situation, okay. um, whether it be the maturity date, the rate of return, or the growth, or how much risk you want to take. Gotcha. So there's a lot of um, moving parts to it, but they can really be tailor-made to, to structure, to find the right structured note for the particular individual. Uh, now I'm starting to get dangerous because now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to DIY this. What are, the, what are some downfalls? You said you were talking about how like sometimes with annuities, you're kind of, you have liquidity hardships. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and there's like a length of time for your contract and everything like that, right? It's not like uh, stocks and – or I guess you can sell bonds at any point in time, right? If it, you have that ability. Correct. You're going to run an interest rate risk at that point in time. You have a bond. Interest rate risk you're holding that. the bond. You want to sell it, and current interest rates are higher than what your bond is right, paying. Right, what we were talking about. Okay, so yep. you, you could actually have to sell it at a discount. Okay. So it might be in my best interest to make sure that I'm talking with somebody who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like on a structured note, you can set it up where uh, – Part of your principles protected. We'll just use ninety percent, ninety five percent. So if the market went down in this structured note, that the index that you're tracking, so your max loss could be a five percent loss. Oh, right. So it's right, a way right. of limited on how much exposure I have to the market with the upside of the growth. Right. Um, so it's a unique tool that we can use to put together your personal portfolio is tailor-made to your situation. It's a nice tool to use okay. as a bond replacement. Okay. I think the the overall picture here is to make sure that whatever that asset class is that you're using kind of as your foundation for your principal mm -hmm. is make sure that aligns with the other parts of your retirement plan, right? Because exactly. if I'm going too heavy in one thing and I still have all my stocks and something else that are kind of contradicting what I'm trying to do over here, that I could really net not lose money, but like like you said, it would just lower my ability to, or my probability of success in retirement. The probability of success might decline if we're not doing things properly. Right. So you just want to make sure that you understand, like, what's available to you. Okay. Um, not a lot of people know about a structured note. Um, yeah. We'd be happy to sit down with anyone and show them how they work, show you the offerings that they have, and, and take a look and see if it even plays a role in your situation. Okay. But the key to anything is making sure that you get good financial advice. Yep that you rebalance your portfolio on an annual basis, and that you have a, the big picture. What am I trying to accomplish? Am I in the right risk tolerance? Am I taking on the appropriate risk? 
you don't want all of a sudden because interest rates are so low and they're going to stay low for a while that you start to really overreach and extend yourself into a different risk category and then you can find yourself in trouble if the market corrects and uh, you know we start to see signs of stress in the economy. This is this has been a very eye-opening episode. So number we start off with just trying to define what bonds are, right? It was just a technical question like, hey, what are bonds and should they still play a role in your portfolio? So we define that. We define a little bit more about like you know how bonds uh, change rates and everything like that, and then what some alternatives might be. But also we kind of discussed like, hey, if I'm trying to DIY this, like there's uh, some red flags I should be aware of sure. as I'm trying to do this. So it, it might be in my best interest to make sure that I'm speaking with somebody who knows more about what they're talking about. Yeah, it's like anything in life. If, you know, I'm not an electrician, so I would never try to do a, do it myself at my house. But there are some projects that I try to do. Right. And, you know, I don't go and do a project without, you know, trying to figure out all the, the ins and outs of <laughs> you it. You just start putting your screwdriver in the random holes yeah. and figure it out. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't hang a blind in my house or a curtain, <laughs> you know, otherwise there'd be 12 holes in the wall. So I got to call my brother-in-law who's a carpenter and he comes over and takes pity on me and, and hangs all the pictures and the curtains. And, <laughs> but you do your, do your research. You, you, I'm not a guy, I can't, I can't do anything handy wise but i've always heard measure twice cut once cut once yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's, it's good advice for your financial for your retirement plan really yeah. exactly seek seek advice seek out information ask questions um whether you call us you call someone else or you talk to your advisor ask hey what what alternatives are out there does this thing make sense for me I like that. Let's leave it at that. So if you do have questions, if you're not already at After the Paycheck right now, head there and you can uh, put those questions in at the forum at the bottom of the page and we will be happy to answer them on future episodes of After the Paycheck. Uh, John, next time we meet together, we're going to compare pizza recipes. (laughs) (laughs) Much more exciting. Much more exciting. (laughs) Look for our spinoff podcast (laughs) available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Until next time, take care. Thank you. John Conley. SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.